Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes. I'm super excited to have the lovely Trey Anthony with us today. So Trey, if you don't know, is a British-born inspirational speaker, visionary coach, writer, actor, and producer best known for her award-winning play and television series, De Kink In My Hair, and her A Black Girl In Love, live self-empowerment workshops in Toronto and Atlanta. So welcome to the show, Trey. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And I'm really excited to speak about your new book, which is out at the moment, which is Black Girl In Love With Herself as well. So the first question I always ask every guest who comes on the show is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? I would say for me, I've always been pretty spiritual. Um, I had a grandmother who really believed in, you know, manifestation, putting things out there. So as a child, I knew that. Um, I would say, though, when I started to really develop a spiritual practice and become um, more spiritual awakened um, was probably in my 30s, when I read the book, um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, that really just really transformed my entire life and how I moved through the world and what I thought of myself. And so I think that was my biggest moment for me. Mm, and such a good book as well. Um, I love Louise's work. So it's a great book that um, many people come across. I always find it's like the secret all the way Louise Hayes yeah. work that people come across. Like they're the two go-tos. It's amazing. Um, like everybody I speak to is like, it's one or the other. There's no in between. So amazing that you found that. And did you find that, you know, obviously you said your grandma was quite spiritual. So did you find that you always kind of embraced that spirituality throughout all your life? Or was there a moment where you like truly stepped into that more? I definitely would say I've embraced it all my life. I always knew that um, there was something higher than me and I always believed in the universe. And my grandmother wasn't religious at all. She always had something um, to say about the church and, um, you know, conventional religion. And so, but she always 
practiced and, and, and instilled in us this belief that there was something higher than us, right? So that's kind of how I've always navigated or moved through the world my entire life, knowing, and, and just, I, I guess too, also a big belief in karma of like, treat people the way you want to be treated, or it's going to come back to you, you know, and one of my grandmother's favorite sayings was, um, God is not a sleeping God. And so that she always used to say that whenever she thought that we were up to no good and she would be like, remember, it's going to come back to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Or she would say to us to encourage us to be like, I know you're having a bad time, but God's not sleeping on this. He's watching. So I've, I've always believed. Yes. I love that. Good wise words from grandma there. Definitely. <laughs> so um, when I, when your press release came through, I was absolutely fascinated by your story um, and the journey that you've been on. So could you tell us a little bit about that and how you were commissioned to write a, a certain book and how that changed completely? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh um, at the absurdity of my life sometimes. So that, that my spirituality only kept me going with that. Um, I was commissioned by Hay House to write a book about relationships and love and how I had manifested this great, amazing love in my life. I had done the work, I had written the list, I had put it out to the universe. And so that was the book that I wanted to write. And that's what I wanted to share. I was in a relationship with my partner who I was extremely happy with. And we were in the adoption process and I believed I had manifested her into my life. And I always talked to people about the list that I wrote and then in she walked and you know, the rest was his, her story, right? That's how I kind of said it. And then five months before the first draft of this book was due, my life literally blew up in my face. Um, I got a text message from my partner saying she no longer wanted to do the relationship. We had just moved into a brand new condo. Um, and maybe 18 days before that, I had sold my house to be with her and to be in this condo. We had just adopted a, a baby and my whole life just blew up in my face. And I found myself on the bathroom floor, just crying hysterically, going, what the hell happened to my life? And I realized that I could not write a book about giving women relationship advice and saying, oh, here's how to manifest a great love. And here's how to, you know, keep your partner happy. If I missed this tsunami, as I said in the book, that hit my own life, right? So I was kind of like, what the hell happened? And so I went back to the Hay House editors and I said, I can't write this book. Um, I would feel like a fraud. I said, but what I can write <laughs> is a book on how to get back up from the bathroom floor and how to rebuild your life when it blows up in your face. And also how to figure out how you miss really vital clues because you were so invested in an image instead of the reality of your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's what became how black girls say I love, um, how black girls say I love a black girl in love with herself. And you know, it's such, it's such a fascinating story because I think so many of us can relate to that. Like I absolutely can where, you know, I manifested like love into my life and like that partner and did exactly the same, wrote the list like you. And like you say, like when that doesn't work out, you're like, what? what happened here? Like, what did I miss? Yes. Like, 
And, you know, the universe really does test you in those in those times where you're like, you know, you'd probably written a large majority of that book. And like you said, you didn't want to be a fraud and put something out there which, you know, didn't resonate anymore or didn't feel true. And I think that's like such an amazing, brave thing to do, because, you know, some people may have thought like, oh, God, I've got to follow through this now, whereas actually what happened from, you know, that bathroom floor moment transpired into something probably even more beautiful, which like even more people can pick up and be like, I'm on that bathroom floor. Help me, Trey. Like, how can I get back up off this floor? So I love that. And that definitely sounds like the book I needed a few years ago when, um, you know, I was going through that. So it's amazing how the universe works to get us to where we need to be versus what we thought that path was going to be for you. And, um, you know, incredibly empowering for yourself as well to put that out there. So one of the main themes of the book is practicing self-care and setting clear boundaries. So how can anybody listening practice self-care more and learn to set more clear boundaries? One of the things that I, I talk about in the book is around you have to take responsibility around loving yourself, um, that you cannot give that over to someone else to love you. And self-care is part of that around loving yourself. For me, um, and I write about it in the book, how I was a type A personality, a workaholic, and I didn't take care of myself. And it wasn't until I was basically in the ER room with chest pains that I started to go, wait a second, this shouldn't be happening. I cannot be having a heart attack here. And so for self-care for me was around setting boundaries with my friends and family, um, learning to say no. Um, I talk about um, creating white space in your calendar and stop filling it up and all of these to-do lists. Um, it's sometimes taking a break with nature. Um, one of the things that I started to do in this process when my life blew up in my face was every single day I went for a walk and that was for my own mental health and well-being. And that walk then turned into jogging and I now jog like 5k every other day and I walk the days that I don't run um, the 5k and that has been something that has been really helpful for me self-care is also about being vulnerable and saying to people I need support I need care and for me I was very invested in the image of oh I got this I can do this I'm Miss Independent and not being able to ask for help or even trust that the people around me would show up in the ways that I needed. So that was something that was extremely important. Um, Boundaries also had to occur for me at work, with my family, with my friends. Like I was no longer invested in being the person that everybody came to to fix whatever was going on in their lives. And when I turned around, there was nobody there. And so I had to set some boundaries. I also talk about boundaries with money, um, especially if you're the person in your family or a friend's group who quote unquote seems to be the person who has made it or has more money, how to say no to people asking for money and you know taking advantage of that and really just being really aware that saying no can be a complete sentence and saying no doesn't mean that you don't love the people around you but you also have to know that you need to love yourself more than anyone else around you 
Mm, I love that. Saying no is a complete sentence. It really is. I love that. And, you know, what you described there is so great because I think so many of us and including myself can relate to that of where, you know, you're so used to being that fixer and, you know, showing up Mm -hmm. for everybody and holding up all these mountains for everybody around you when actually it's like, well, sometimes we need those people around us to help us with our mountains and to take that off and feel held and supported and you know feel that unconditional support for ourselves where we can lean on our friends and our support circle and our lovers to be like you know what now I need to be held as well which I think you know Mm -hmm. a lot of women probably really struggle with massively um so I love how you put that so what is one thing you wish you'd embrace more of when you were younger oh that's a great question I think the thing that I would have wanted to embrace more was around my self-worth, um, especially physically. Um, I always had struggled with my weight and um, I always thought because I was this chubby kid um, that that then meant that I wasn't beautiful or worthy. And I got a lot of messaging from my family around my looks And I was really hard and critical on myself around looks. And I think that was one of the reasons why I also missed a lot of things in my relationship when my relationship blew up in my face because I was really just amazed that someone who I thought was, you know, gorgeous and successful and amazing had picked me. And there was that little girl who showed up, that little girl who never thought she was good enough or pretty enough, right? Who showed up in that relationship. And so I think for me, it's around just really knowing as a little girl that I was enough. And I never thought that. And I always thought that to make someone love me, I then had to sacrifice my own well-being. And I learned that as a child to be a pleaser to my grandmother, to be a pleaser to my mother. And so then I showed up as a pleaser in my relationships because I so wanted someone to love me and know that I was worthy of love. And so I think it's really essential. I, I think even now being a new mom of really instilling in your children that they are worthy of love and they are worthy of kindness and they are worthy of tenderness and that they are loved no matter what they look like. That's a messaging that we really have to really instill in our children, but also in ourselves. Mm, Absolutely. And do you have any tips for anybody listening who's like, I feel you, Trey, like how can I embody this? Yeah. One of the things um, is affirmations. And in the book at each, um, at the end of each chapter, I give affirmations. And the, the, the affirmation that I use is that I am worthy of a kind love. And I always um, say that often, or I say, I love and accept myself. That's another affirmation that I do. And of course, like with anything, you know, you have your great days. Sometimes like you look in the mirror and you're like, damn girl, is that you? Right. And then there are days you look in the mirror and you're like, damn girl, is that you? (laughs) Right. So it's, it's about making sure you have more of the higher note days 
than the lower, but it's always a continued journey of reminding yourself of who you are, you know, and I am in the book, I talk about having Kanye West moments. Like that's a man who has never seemed to suffer from any kind of like self-esteem problems. So I say to women, you've got to remind yourself, like you sometimes got to get a Kanye moment and be like, I'm damn good. I'm good. And, and you got to say it out loud. And it's not about being arrogant, but it's sometimes to remind your damn self of who you are, what you bring. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. To the table and what you're worthy of, because we believe the other messaging of, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you didn't fit into your jeans today. Oh, you're not a good mother. You're not a good girlfriend. So why can't you believe the other messaging of you are great. You are wonderful. You are kind. You are beautiful. You are worthy of a great love. You are worthy of tenderness. Why can't we listen to that messaging instead? Mm, Exactly that. And it's almost like when you see those videos online of these little kids standing in the mirror going like, I am worthy. I'm amazing. It's like, (laughs) we should be doing that too as adults. Yes. Yes. And I talk about that doing mirror work. And that is something that I'm really consciously um, doing at various moments in my day, right? Of standing in front of the mirror because you have to reprogram yourself and you have to get used to looking in the mirror and saying, I love you, right? And if you can't say, I love you to yourself, you really don't then believe that other people are capable of loving you. Mm. And you're so right in terms of when we love ourselves and we give ourselves that compassion and that forgiveness and talk to that mm-hmm. childlike self and be like, you know, you are enough. But when we, you know, heal those wounds or, or whatever, those limiting beliefs that are there, we can then yeah. show up fully in our relationships and our relationships are going to reflect that self-worth that we feel 
within ourselves so it's you know yes you're doing it for yourself primarily but it's also going to transform your outer relationships as well which is you know incredible like to feel that within yourself and see it in the outer as well so what advice do you have for any black women listening who want to love themselves more for me it's around really just being conscious that this is a continuous journey and it's something that you have to practice every day. I think especially as Black women, a lot of times we are left out of the mainstream dialogue um, and there's a lot of systemic barriers, systemic oppression that happens to us that we're just not aware of um, how we walk daily in this Black fatigue, I call it sometimes, just the tax of being a Black woman. And you don't realize the small ways that that affects your self-esteem. So in the book, I talk about finding your safe spaces of cultivating friendships that actually feed you with other Black women, also with um, white women as well, white women who can also recognize. I say in the book, I have two of the dopest white friends Um, But they have to also recognize that life is harder for me as a Black woman than them. And if they can't recognize that, then we can't be friends, right? So it's about having a level of safety and transparency in your friendships as well. Um, It's around also recognizing that you do not have to hold on to the trope of the strong Black woman. Um, I talk about in the book, for me, one of the biggest things was to let go of that and to be aware of my mental health and how being a strong Black woman had really impacted that. And also the messaging that I got from my mother and grandmother of, you know, Gyal, get up, you're all right. When, no, I'm not all right. (laughs) I'm actually not doing okay. And we sometimes have to really be soft and gentle with ourselves to recognize that it's okay to be like, I'm not okay today. And it's okay to be soft and tender with yourself. It's okay to take a time out and you don't have to be the superwoman to everybody. So I think that's where we need to start and start from the beginning of consciously saying today is the day I'm choosing myself. I love that affirmation. So powerful. And that's why I'm so glad that your book is out because, you know, there are so many books on self-love and self-worth. And I think, you know, your book is so unique in the, in the focus that it comes from, you know, a black author and it's aimed at black women that, you know, that is advice for black women that I'm never going to understand and white women are never going to understand, but also it's just Mm -hmm. so powerful to, you know have that different approach where it's relatable for black women because I hear it all the time and you know mm-hmm. you know as a coach like I'm never going to be able to relate to that so it's great that there are books out there like this that are you know specifically for women to relate to and say do you know what we can change this like we can love ourselves and you know mm-hmm. even I feel like I could pick up that book and learn so many amazing tools from it as well which is the beauty of it so my last question to you today is is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my listeners with oh it's you're never too old to start again and begin again and a new beginning could be much more magical than you can ever imagine and I leave that advice with them because I think a lot of us stay in things or hold on to things um try to make something look a lot better 
because we are really scared of starting over and starting again and reinventing yourself. And sometimes the reinvention is just so much better than you can imagine. And you become, you come out of it wiser, stronger, better, and a fully actualized human being who knows herself and knows her worth. So I would always say, you know, um, I did an interview yesterday and I talked about, there was a friend of mine, her grandmother left her husband at age 77. She was age 77 and she had been married for, I think like about 50 years or so. And everybody said to her, oh my God, like, why would you leave your husband at this stage in your life? Like, you know, like practically saying, well, you, you don't have much time left. And she said, for that very reason, I don't have much time left. And I want to make the best that I have of the time that I have. And I and I want to make sure that the next years are my happiest because I may have maybe about a good six more good summers left, right? So I want them to be fabulous. And I always think about that, especially when my life blew up in my face. I was like, yeah, I'm here in my 40s starting over again, but this could be the best part of my life. And I just didn't know that. So I, I think never be scared to reinvent yourself and start over. I love that. And, you know, obviously with your story as well, where you were writing this book and you were like, you know, this is my life. I've got this partner. We're about to adopt. Like this book's going to come out. And obviously, I mean, how many years ago was that now when that happened? Girl, it was just like last year, December 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I thought we were going to say a couple of years, but oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So with that. It felt like a couple of years. (laughs) I know I'm sure you're like many lifetimes have passed since that and many versions of myself have passed but from that year then like sat here now a year on um and with that beautiful piece of advice you've just given us you know how how are you observing observing things differently now in yourself and like self-love what I'm observing I think for myself is I don't take myself as seriously as I used to. I used to, and I talk about this in the book, the checklist. I had this checklist, right? I'm a type A personality. So I love lists. And so I created lists for my whole life of like, you know, by this age, you should be married. By this age, you should have children. By this age, you should have this amount of money in the bank. By this age, you should have done this. And now that's just gone out the window because I realized you have really little to no control of when the universe says, hey, man, we're going to really do a detour, (laughs) right? You have no control over that. And so it's all about really either you're going to cry or you're going to laugh about it or you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to make this mess my message and I'm going to find what the message is in this, the lesson, um, what there is and make the lesson be a blessing. But it's all of those things. And I think for me now, I really laugh a lot more because I think I was so invested in curating perfection on all costs, at all costs, that now I'm just like, you better let that go, sis, because the universe will come and mess this shit up for you in a ways that you could not even imagine. So I just <laughs> laugh. I'm just like, okay, this is what we're going to do today. I have control of this very moment. I cannot predict what the next hour may look like or the next day or the next week, the next month and the next year. Because if somebody had told me that day when I was crying on the bathroom floor, that just the day before, I thought I was in a perfect relationship. 
right? So you just don't know how things are going to change from one minute to the next. Exactly. And like, I think, you know, amazing that that was a year ago. And like, here you are sat now. And here I am. Yeah. yeah like how incredible like how incredible and I think for anybody listening who's maybe on that floor moment at the moment maybe like well do you know what if Trey can be in this place a year later you know like so can I and I think it's you know so powerful a year can change so much in our oh, lives as we know with the infamous year of 2020 like it's changed. oh yes <laughs> a year can change exactly. everything <laughs> so a year can change everything and how you move through the world and what the world looks like you know um a friend of mine said to me I feel this book was your Adele album that this is the book you were supposed to write and if you didn't go through such huge transformational changes last year you would not be here where you are now mm-hmm. and I'm just like yeah you're right and like you said I never thought when I was on that bathroom floor that a year later my book would be selling out I would be doing all of these interviews women would be sending me all these long emails and crying along as they read the book and saying your, your book changed my life right so um, you just don't know you just don't know what the universe has in store for you but just believe it's going to be magical hmm love it yes okay so let's talk about your amazing new book then so black girl in love with herself is out now and available to purchase anywhere worldwide that sells books through hay house so give us a little introduction what can we expect from the book the book is part memoir part self-help and it really is a Um, the tagline is how to have the life that you imagine and deserve. And so the book, um, because music also has been a huge part of my life, and I'm sure all of us have the song that took us out of the gutter when we were, you know, on our last breath trying to get through our heartbreak. So each book, um, each chapter, sorry, starts with a, um, I call it the Black Girl Playlist. And it's, you know, a song that saved my life that really stood out for me. The book also, each chapter ends with affirmations that you can use. And it's a book because um, my background, I used to be um I used to be a counselor for abused women and children. And I also used to do stand-up and I'm also a theater person. So all of those elements are in the book of, you know, it's, there's moments where you're going to cry and it's going to bring you to emotional places. And then there's parts where you're just going to laugh out loud. And I share some of the absurdities um, of my life and, you know, and things that I did in the name of love and, you know, lessons that I've learned. And it's a really transparent, honest book because I think that's what life is right there are moments that are going to bring you to your knees there's going to be moments that you're going to look in the mirror and be like damn I did that and then there's moments that you're going to just laugh out loud and then there are moments that are going to really that you're going to hurt from and heal from but you're going to learn from and so that's what I believe this book is and you know I I call it my gift of love and life to women out there that you know you could see that you too can survive this exactly you can survive anything and come out flourishing as Trey has a year later I love that brilliant where can my lovely listeners find more about you Trey if they want to follow your work 
Sure. I'm on Instagram. I'm much more active on Instagram than any of the other platforms. So you can find me under Black Girl in Love. Um, you can also find me at treyanthony.com, which is T-R-E-Y, anthony.com. I'm also on Facebook under Trey Anthony fan page. So you can follow me there. I'm not that great on Twitter, but I do have a Twitter account, <laughs> but I, I I just haven't gotten on it as much as the others. Um, so that's really the best place to find me. So I'm all over and um, I love interacting with um, my fans and people who follow my work. So yes. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Trey. It's been such a pleasure having you on today and for you to share your wonderful pearls of wisdom with us. I feel like we can all walk away with some great affirmations and more self-love and boundaries moving forward. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I loved this. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes. I really hope you've enjoyed Trey and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Trey's website in the description down below. And if you want to find out anything more about what I do, my coaching, my videos, or any of my other free content I have to offer, you can find it all in the description box down below. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget, you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a great week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episodes, which will be next week. Lots of love, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.